Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Let's Sleep On It, Reclaiming Parenthood, the podcast. And I'm your host, Taylor Kulik, a sleep and well-being specialist and occupational therapist. My mission with this podcast is to examine the parenting narratives that dominate our culture and grow together as parents. Here, we will talk about biological infant sleep, as well as many other parenting-related topics. And you'll also hear real empowering journeys from parents who are parenting against the grain. I hope that you walk away from each episode feeling inspired, empowered, and supported. Please remember that none of the information shared in this podcast is medical advice, and you should always speak with a trusted healthcare provider if you have any concerns. Let's dive into today's episode. I want to share with you guys one of my all-time favorite companies. I'm passionate about this company. I've been using them for over three years, and they make some of the cleanest and most affordable personal care products for the entire family, personal care and wellness products. So they have herbal remedies and tinctures. They have personal care products. My husband and myself use their deodorant on a daily basis. And most recently, they've launched a home care cleaning line, which we now have transitioned pretty much all of our cleaning products over to their their cleaning products. So we use their cleaning spray and their dishwasher detergent and their laundry detergent and their dishwashing soap. And we have been so impressed with not only the quality and simplicity of their products, but also the affordability and small company, family-owned company experience that we get when we shop with them. So the company is Earthly and they are just phenomenal. You can go shop at earthly.com and earthly is spelled E-A-R-T-H-L-E-Y.com slash R-E-F slash T Kulik. Alternatively, you can thank me for your checkout. Um, Thank you. Thank me for your order in the checkout section. And you can use the code Taylor10 to save 10% off your first order. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about a very common baby routine, baby rhythm, um, and share my thoughts about it. So, I am talking about the easy schedule or the easy routine. Um, And for those of you who aren't familiar, this is like one of the main things that new parents, at least here in the States, get told about. Um, It's like this magical routine that if your children, if you can just get your baby on this easy routine, you won't form any bad habits and they'll sleep, you know, on a schedule and yada, yada. So for those of you that don't know, The easy routine stands for eat, activity, sleep, you time. And so that's you time as in mom time or parent time. Um, And that is happening during sleep because the goal would be that you lay your baby down in the crib to sleep and they're sleeping independently. So I get asked about this a lot and I've talked about it in the past. I have a blog post about it, but I first just want to share my personal experience with the easy routine because that is the routine that I tried with my first child and when she was a baby. And it made me miserable. It was horrible. I for sure thought at the time, I remember thinking that this must have been like the gold standard for baby sleep and 
that all babies should be able to do this because I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Actually, I don't think I made that up. I'm pretty sure I read multiple blog posts and and articles and things like this that basically said that babies need to be on an easy routine. And so when I was trying to do this easy routine and it didn't work, I was mad. I was like frustrated. I was stressed. I was resentful of my child. I was like, why are you, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Why won't you just sleep like a normal baby? Right? Because at the time I thought that this was normal. Babies were only normal if they could sleep independently and follow these random routines. Um, And my baby clearly was not normal because she was not able to do any of this. And that of course, now I know that is all wrong. And my baby is my baby is not a baby anymore, but she was wonderful and lovely. And I wasted too much time on this nonsense. Um, but it stressed me out. And the easy routine um, caused me to spend hours and hours a day in a dark nursery. That was one of the things, one, one of the many things that I tried that contributed to my spending hours a day in a dark nursery, trying to get my baby to sleep without my help. And then none of it worked. Um, it, but you know, and I want to just give this disclaimer. If you are using the easy routine and it's working for your family, it's working for your baby, it doesn't cause you extra stress, stress, stress more power to you. You know, I'm not here to bash you. I'm not here to bash anyone that this routine works for. I'm just here to encourage and validate the parents that it doesn't work for, the babies that it doesn't work for, because it's not going to work for all babies. It's not going to work for all families. And I do want to explain why. And I do also want to explain some of the risks of using the easy routine, because I think that's important to know, even if you do choose to use this routine. Um, So do, by all means, do what works for your family and do what works for your baby, But if anything, if any sort of routine or rules or schedule are causing you extra stress, lose them. Throw them away. There is no reason. It will not ever be more helpful for you to be super stressed about something that is clearly not working for your family. Um, That's just never going to be helpful to you. So why is the easy routine And I think it's so funny that it's called the easy routine. It's so ironic because it's anything but easy for a lot of families, for a lot of moms and babies. Um, And why is that? Well, one of the main reasons is because if we look at this routine, it is, so just a reminder, it's eat. So baby should be eating, then doing an activity or playing, and then sleeping. And then that's when parent gets you time. So eat play, sleep, eat, play, sleep. That's how, according to the easy schedule, babies should be in this routine of eat, play, sleep all day long. Why is that problematic for many babies? Well, because first of all, babies don't do well. A lot of, most babies, especially young babies, do not do well with schedules. They don't do well with feeding and sleep schedules. Babies should be fed on demand, whether they are breastfed or formula fed. They should be fed on demand. That is ideal for them to be fed on demand. Um, With this, you are basically saying that your baby shouldn't be sleeping after eating. And also, when we look at a breastfeeding baby, the biological and physiological norm is for them to fall asleep while nursing. 
that is very typical of babies, especially newer babies, younger babies. They often will fall asleep while nursing. There is a reason for this. It's not a design flaw. It is not a mistake that was made in the creation of your beautiful baby. They fall asleep while nursing because of a very complex and beautiful and intelligent series of events that happen, this cascade of different hormones being released during breastfeeding that causes them to become sleepy. And interestingly enough, it also often causes mom to become sleepy and usually results in baby falling asleep at the breast. Do we really think that this would be the design for almost all baby if there was a problem with it, if it was inherently bad or problematic for a baby to fall asleep at the breast. I don't. I will never subscribe to that idea again. I think that is madness. It is madness to think that something that almost all babies in the world do, that is a part of their biological and physiological design, would be inherently problematic and that it would be something that we need to prevent. Because, right, that is what this easy routine, that is like the basic underlying message of this easy routine, that you shouldn't or you should try to prevent your baby from falling asleep while nursing, while at the breast. For what reason? I don't know. To prevent a quote-unquote bad habit, to get them sleeping independently, whatever. So, if you are a parent for whom those goals are important to, that's fine. Um, but the purpose of this podcast is to talk about why those things aren't really in alignment with what we know to be true about biological norms and the way that our babies were made and the way that we were made. Um, and so it is not bad for babies to fall asleep at the breast. But when we are trying to fight it, when we're trying to fight them, we're trying. they're nursing and we have to then wake them up. They're nursing peacefully, falling asleep, and then we have to wake them up and make them go play to fit into the easy routine. That's just fighting nature. And it's more work for us. And it's causing more stress for many of us. And it's, it's just, it's silly. Um, what most babies would do, especially young babies, you know, under six months or so, um, I always say babies under six months, most of the time they are not going to do well on any sort of schedule. Most of these babies are going to be following more of a eat, sleep, eat, play, eat, sleep, eat, play kind of activity. Not exactly like that. You know, they might they might do an eat, play, sleep, eat, sleep, eat, play, you know, kind of thing. Um, but they're often going to be eating more frequently than this routine would really allow for. And that's okay because the truth is, is that, you know, society often kind of tells us babies just need to eat every three hours or so. I was leaving the hospital with my first child and I remember one of my friends at the time had gifted me this little thing, this little like timer thing that you basically like you know, pushed down when you fed your baby and on what side and when they slept. And it basically was like this timekeeper of like how long it had been since they did X, Y, or Z. And I was using it because at the time I didn't have the same knowledge that I have now. And I was under the impression, you know, even my doctors and my nurses at the hospital had told me that baby needs to eat about every three hours. And so I was really feeding my baby about every three hours. Nobody told me what feeding cues to look for. Nobody told me to nurse my baby on demand. I just thought I need to be feeding my baby every three hours. 
And that is what most parents think. That is what most parents believe. And it's not true. Most babies are eating more frequently than every three hours. Now, they might go a three-hour stretch. They might not need to eat until three hours. But it is not unusual or abnormal for a baby to be, especially a new baby, to be eating every two hours or two and a half hours or one and a half hours. That is totally normal. Um, and so the the problem is with this easy routine is that that doesn't it doesn't allow for feeding on demand because if your baby needs to eat and then play and then maybe they need to eat again before sleep, that's like a no-no. That's like a no-no with this schedule. And maybe there are some, you know, some parents that kind of loosely use this routine but do feed on demand. And I think that's totally fine. And if that routine works for you and gives you some structure and you're still feeding on your demand, I, again, I think that's amazing, you know. Um, but don't feel like you need to use this schedule because you don't. You don't have to use any sort of routine with your baby right now. Um, you can just let them play and let them eat and let them sleep whenever they want to until you feel like they're ready to kind of fall into a routine. You don't have to, what my point is, you don't have to force them onto a routine. So it's it's not easy for many families and babies to do this schedule because it goes against biological norms. By having to wake up your baby when they're likely falling asleep at the breast and make them go play and then trying not to feed them before they sleep because you don't want them to fall asleep at the breast or even if you do give them a feed before sleep, but then you wake them up and lay them down drowsy, but awake in their crib in order to not build an association between sleep and feeding, that is just so stressful. It's so stressful. Um, why? Why do we need to change nature so badly? Why are we trying to fight nature? Why are we trying to make our lives more difficult? The truth is you don't have to train your baby to do anything. The truth is, is that sleep and feeding are linked. They are linked and they should be linked. And it's not a bad thing that your baby associates feeding with relaxation and sleep. That is actually what they're meant to do. Now, the easy routine can be risky. There, there are risks to this routine if you're following it very strictly. And again, if you don't have an understanding of feeding on demand and the importance of feeding on demand and following your baby's feeding cues. Um, and the reason that I say that is because this is going to look different for every baby and how old they are and how long they're awake and how often they're sleeping. But this is just an example of what can happen if you're following this routine. So say you have a baby who um, eats so they feed and then maybe they, you know, we're following this routine. Maybe they play for about an hour. Maybe that's their typical wake time. And then maybe this is a baby that is taking longer naps. And so maybe they're sleeping for two or three hours. So by the time they've gone through one cycle of this routine, this easy routine, it may have taken over three hours already. And this baby might have been hungry long before this. It could take three to four hours, and this baby could have needed to eat hours ago. And because if, if as parents, if we're so um, tuned in to a schedule or a routine or that little timer, clicky timer thing that I had with my first daughter or with my first child, um, if we're so tuned into that, it's taking away our attention and our focus from our baby's cues and from following their needs and meeting their needs. And so we may not even be, we may not even know. We may not be, be 
attuned to our baby's feeding cues and we may be missing out on really important messages from them or we might be noticing those messages but we're again so tuned into the routine and the schedule that we say no you can't eat right now like what's wrong with you i just fed you two hours ago when it was time to eat and now it's time to sleep so no you can't eat right now um and you know moms that do this they're not they're not bad. They don't have bad intentions. They're loving mothers. I truly believe that most mothers are loving and want to do the best thing for their baby, but they've been led astray to believe that the best thing for their baby are these, these schedules and these routines that try to get baby to fit our world. Um, and that's just not what most babies but babies don't care about fitting into our world. Babies don't care about our routines and our schedules. Okay, so anyways, um, I went off tangent a little bit, but so say this has happened and your baby has now gone over three hours without eating, but they they were hungry an hour ago or two hours ago. Um, this causes problems. And I've seen this happen before. I've talked to families that this has caused problems for because any type, this leads into, this now becomes a strict feeding schedule essentially. And any kind of strict feeding schedule can cause supply issues and it can compromise the breastfeeding relationship. Babies need to be fed on demand. And this is so important. This is always important, but this is so incredibly important in those early months when breast milk supply is being established. Because the way that you establish your breast milk supply is by nursing baby on demand, is by baby being latched to the breast. Um, for those mothers that are struggling with supply, having your baby skin to skin and latched as often as possible is what is going to help with breast milk supply. It becomes um, milk milk production um, becomes a supply and demand type thing. That's how it works. And so if you are not feeding your baby as often as they are wanting food, as much as they are needing milk, then your body will not know to produce the amount of milk that they need. And it leads to issues. So that is the main reason why I don't like the easy schedule. I think if it works for your family, great, but I think it needs to be done very carefully and cautiously, still honoring and prioritizing feeding on demand um, at all times because that can compromise the breastfeeding relationship. And it's just important to feed our babies on demand so that they have enough nourishment. Um, the other, you know, just reason that small, small reason, things I talk about all the time, but the other reason that I don't like the easy schedule, and again, when I'm saying I don't like, I don't like it for myself. I don't like that it's pushed on parents as like the gold standard or like a, a fix. Um, again, if it works for you, great. This isn't an attack on you. Do what works. Um, do what feels good. But the easy schedule kind of prioritizes independent sleep with that ending the why and easy stands for you time, which is like parent time, alone time, which means baby is sleeping independently. And um, if that, if your baby will sleep independently, that's great. Go have your alone time. I totally get that desire to want baby to sleep independently. Totally get that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have time for yourself. At the same time, we also know that cat naps, contact naps, things like this are very normal, especially for newborns. And so many babies just aren't going to sleep in the crib those first few months. Um, many babies are going to take short cat naps throughout the day, which again kind of throws a wrench in the easy schedule. Um, because if your baby, you know, the easy schedule might work for you if you have a baby who pretty consistently 
you know, takes hour and a half, two hour long naps. But between the ages of three and six months, cat naps are actually very, very common and they're developmental and there's not a whole lot you can do to fix them because they're not, there's nothing to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, and it's usually something that babies will grow out of. So if we have a baby who's cat napping all day and just taking 30 minute naps, 40 minute naps on mom's chest or in a carrier, that kind of throws a wrench in the whole easy schedule. It makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, and then contact naps also are very normal. Babies under the age of one attach to us through their senses and they just, they want and they need to be close to us. Um, this is not a problem. This again is a, not a design flaw. This is how they stay safe and how they stay secure, um, and how they bond with us and build their relationship with us. And so as inconvenient as it can be, as difficult as it can be, we still have to acknowledge facts and reality. And the reality is that most babies are going to want a contact nap. Um, I typically don't see a lot of babies sleeping very well, napping, I should say napping very well in their crib until closer to six or seven months old. Um, some babies will sleep well in the crib, like as brand new newborns, but then at some point they'll begin to realize that the world around them and they'll begin to realize mom exists and then they're not near mom anymore and they won't like that. Um, and so at some point crib naps usually do become more challenging. And so this again, just makes the easy routine really difficult. If you know, your baby isn't sleeping in the crib or they are just taking these 30 minute naps on your chest and those things are all beautiful and they're okay. And so anyways, the point of this is really just to encourage you. If this easy routine didn't work for your baby, if it caused you stress, if it made you miserable, um, the easy routine is not the end all be all. The easy routine is not really made for babies. Some babies, of course, will do well on it because I think that pretty much any routine or schedule when it comes to sleep that you could think of, there will be some babies that do well with it, but not all babies because babies are not one size fits all. Um, and so if this just happened to be a really bad fit for your baby, you're still doing an amazing job. There's nothing wrong with your baby. Um, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to follow this routine if you just can't stand it and it causes you stress. Um, it's totally okay and beneficial to feed your baby on demand, let them sleep when they want to sleep, let them nap on you, let them nap in bed with you if it's safe. Um, just follow your baby and do what works for your family. And, um, you know, I know we all want answers. We all want solutions. We all want to make our lives easier. And so we kind of outsource, you know, I did this too. We Google and we try to find answers. How do I get my baby to sleep? How do I get them to sleep in their crib? How do I, you know, get them sleeping through the night? Tell me, like, tell me the steps and I will do them. But the steps don't always work. They don't always work for most babies. And for a lot of families are going to make your life chaotic and difficult. Um, and so I would just encourage you to, if that's not your thing and it's just not working, just forget about it. Stop Googling. Just follow your baby and release your expectations a bit. Don't expect that your baby is going to be sleeping independently at four months old. Um, you know, just going into the whole thing with lower sleep expectations can be so, so tremendously helpful. It really can. It can make a huge difference even when sleep is still tough. So that is my, that's my spiel on the easy routine. Do it if it works for you and doesn't cause you more stress and you're still feeding your baby on demand. 
But if it's causing you stress and it's not working, don't do it. Don't feel like you have to do it. Just throw it in the trash and follow your baby's lead. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave a review if you feel called to. It really helps our message reach more parents. You can also follow me on Instagram at Taylor Kulik for similar content or visit my website at www.taylorkulik.com. I offer online courses where we really dive into infant and toddler sleep holistically. And we also offer one-to-one holistic sleep support services if you're looking to improve your child's sleep or shift patterns without sleep training. If you know a parent who would benefit from this podcast, please share. And if you'd like to financially support this podcast to allow me to create more episodes more often, you can visit anchor.fm slash Taylor I hope you'll join me next time.